back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I am Alessandro Maniscalco, a co-contributor to the JLU Podcast, which you can follow on Twitter at JLU Podcast. And you can find me on Vero or on Twitter at Raverin. You can check out our completed scene-by-scene analysis of Suicide Squad, and we're currently working on Justice League. And for those of you asking for the Snyder Cut of Justice League, keep fighting that good fight. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. And I'd just like to add that I encourage everyone to go get some DC Cinematic Minute swag. I'm wearing one of their shirts today, and I think it looks awesome. Nate, I did a Mr. Krabs uh, meme confused face just then. It was like flabbergasted. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a good word for it. Nate is taken aback. He didn't know people bought our merchandise <laughs> <laughs> except me, except him. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you guys so much. And if you want to get some cool merch from us, you can go to tpublic.com slash user slash two old media. You can have some cool stuff. We got some cool uh, Martha swag and uh dc cinematic minute dc cinematic minute logo it's some really cool stuff on there thank you so much alex for plugging us that yeah is, no problem <laughs> i don't think a guest has ever done that <laughs> never plugged us um today we're talking about minute number 40 of suicide squad which is gonna start with the black site uh, what is this place called? Bell Rev. This is Bell Rev. Bell Reeve. Let's ask Alex. Alex Bell Reeve. Bell Rev. Bell Ray. What do you think? Um, my personal preference would be Bell Reeve. Bell Reeve. But oh, is think... that because of the accent for like Louisiana? I don't know. I think Sam says Bell Rev. I say Bell Rev, but I... that's just has. I've always read it like that. I don't know if I've heard it in animation when they've said it. Maybe they have. I, I, it's just coming. I don't know why. It's, it's probably Bell Rev, Rev, but I prefer Bell Reeve. Uh, Ike Barinholtz says Bell Ray, as it, like in a Louisiana accent. Oh, Bell Ray Penitentiary. Hmm. That was god awful. That was spot on. I don't. I feel like when I use a Southern accent, I offend people, and I don't want to do that. But but what kind of Southern accent? Yeah, you got. <laughs> You do the Chris Pratt. Is it the alien? I, I do. I do the Florida Panhandle accent. Wait, I don't. I can't do is a, it. Southern uh, alien or is it Southern United States? Ooh, Southern, Southern United. United States. Yikes! As in the South. Yeah. The uh, deep South. The dirty South. Yeah. yeah. I try to do the, the prospect. You try. You try to do the the the, the Savannah. The Savannah accent. Mm-hmm. Down here in the bio, I don't know if we're doing this right. Is this a Popeye's commercial? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Speaking about uh, eating, I guess Killer Croc is in this scene. Um, Nice segue. (laughs) Yes. The Bell Ray guards charge in. They're here to apprehend Killer Croc. Killer Croc jumps out immediately in this minute, grabs the new guy who we see in the beginning of this film when they're feeding him the said goat that was in question in yesterday's minute, um, they, he grabs a new guy and just, just starts eating him. I guess that's what you do when you are attacked by something and that's his only weapon is his, uh, jowls, jowls, his, his jaw, his, his jaw muscles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, so yeah, he, he just starts eating the guy, uh, and they immediately tranquilize him. He goes down immediately 
Um, what's everyone? Uh, we've talked about Killer Croc, but mm-hmm. uh, Alex, how cool are you with with Killer Croc in this film? Uh, I I know what they were. I understand what they were going for, but I'm not a fan. I I would have preferred him look more like a crocodile. There we go. Like w- more monstrous. Like more like a crocodile. <laughs> like more like like, a like if you've seen the the Flash show. You mm-hmm. know, there's the shark. He looks like a King shark. King shark. Yeah. Right. So yeah. he looks like a shark. You know, it's not mm-hmm. like some human that kind of has like fin-like, you know. A skin tr- condition. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So He looks like a, a street shark, if you yeah. will. Yeah. He's so like bigger, I more, more upper body. I would have preferred mm-hmm. a, a giant, you know, crocodile. Mm-hmm. A tail. I'm right there with you. A giant. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it doesn't even have a tail. <gasps> no. I think I'm just now realizing that. That he doesn't have a tail? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's a make or break for me, and 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 I would have wanted a tail. I we didn't even we didn't even talk about a tail before when we were griping about Croc. You know what? I mean, we were last episode (laughs) yesterday. We were talking about fighting styles, as you mentioned, and that's one of his fighting styles when he's going up against Batman. You know, using his tail to whack him. So Mm -hmm. that's you know, changes the character. uh, It is one of the two main weapons of a certain giant monster. That's popular in pop culture. Godzilla either uses his atomic breath to fight or his giant tail tail to destroy people. And and it's one of those things that makes reptiles really cool. It is the tail. When we, we see alligators, we see dragons, we see dinosaurs. The tail is one of the coolest things to see in animation and to kind of study... And there's a lot of cool things you can do visually with with tails and stuff. Uh, you know, not to get on a huge thing about reptile tails, but like, you know, just just make him. If he if you're gonna play this role of like, hey, he was treated like a alligator, and he has like, they say he has reptile DNA in him. If you're gonna say he has reptile DNA in him, give him a tail. Like, make <laughs> him look like a crocodile. We I think we all want to see the um well maybe not everyone but i think most people either want to see the arkham game version of killer croc which is a giant monster you know it is the equivalent of like a hulk so that people want to see that or they want to see skin condition waylon jones uh killer croc but i mean either way he has a tail right so like get him the tail so I don't know. It looks kind of weird. Um, hashtag get him a tail. Hashtag get him a tail. <laughs> um, who knows? Maybe he grows one. Maybe he'll pull a doomsday excuse and say, "Oh, throughout the film he, or this franchise, he'll get more and more crocodilian." Like well, Jason how, Alexander in. Well, uh, how di- with how damaged Joker is, they could just say that his tail was cut off and didn't grow back. But you know, that's something. Yeah, maybe Batman. Just like, sorry, I gotta cut the tail off. Mm. <laughs> you'll you'll grow one back. It's okay. Yikes! And yeah. He didn't, <laughs> but he didn't. He never did. Who knows? I mean, but it, it would be kind of cool to see. Um, um, that being said, I, I you know, yeah, there's there's more to talk about with him, but um, and you know, and imagery pops into my head of Batman like clasping his arms around Croc's jaws, like mouth, and. and you're not going to get that with this. 
Oh, like in a big, like his arms are like out, like he's holding a giant mouth from clenching in on him. I get you. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's when, my opinion on, on the matter. Yeah, because when we think of Batman fighting, you know, his rogues gallery, there's usually something that they all bring to the table that makes Batman fight in a different way. It's like a different way of taking down these type of characters. Right. If he's fighting Poison Ivy, he's got to fight like a giant plant monster. Or like riddles, he's got to answer riddles or something like some solve some mystery. Um, but if Killer Croc is just gonna look like a human, what makes it different when Batman fights Killer Croc versus fighting an everyday thug? Like it's the same. It's just a person. It's just a human being. And if there's if there's low lighting in the scene, if he's fighting Killer Croc in an alley and Killer Croc is a silhouette, it just looks like a normal dude. It's not. Batman fighting a giant bipedal sewer well, gator. Devil's yeah. advocate, one could argue, well, if he's fighting him underwater. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, but like, if he's fighting him underwater, he's in his element. But then that whole sewer Gotham fight is uh, a staple for Croc. And he's usually swimming around, you know. Yeah. Batman's not in his element. But if, the sewer. Yeah, if you're fighting, if you're going to put Batman in water, then the cape becomes an issue. Well, clearly, yeah, I mean, look, clearly it doesn't make sense for Batman to fight <laughs> Croc in his territory. But the point being, it should, he should have been a crocodile. Yeah. <laughs> it should have been, something should have been figured out. Um, the cool thing about Killer Croc is, uh, in this scene is, is, you know, how they chain him up, how he's presented when the, uh, the rest of the team starts to get uh, the the X factor for them. So, you know, in the beginning of this week, we talked about Rick Flagg's big uh, string that pulls him. Crutch. Crutch uh, is, the, is the fact that June Moon is Enchantress, and, you know, if you kill Enchantress, you kill June Moon. That's, that's the dilemma he faces. We're going to get the quintessential dilemma that Suicide Squad always faces, which is they get these bombs implanted into their neck, um, which becomes the you know the motivation for them to do anything. Um, but the way Killer Croc is presented is 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 pretty neat. It's got that Hannibal kind of reference to it. But I, I think even in the Arkham games, um, he wasn't in the in that game. He wasn't presented like this. But I believe someone else was. I think it was Scarecrow, where they're shown to be restrained like this, and it, it is pretty cool to see no, that joker stuff. was in the beginning joker in was the first arc mm, yes yeah. yeah batman like was, opening scene yeah but it's i think it's a third nightmare with batman that it's like batman is strapped up like that and then he gets he beats scarecrow and i think scarecrow's mm. i don't know i don't know we'll have to re revisit that but yeah it is kind of cool to see him like that um but uh we get to see some other characters get their get their uh dosage of of bombs being implanted into her neck we see um i don't know we get some lines from deadshot which are which are okay uh, it's will smith i don't think I, so the thing about the lines from deadshot and both harley quinn it's like this um this improv thing that these actors uh are probably told to do mm-hmm. and it's like okay just act like you're in the situation and sometimes the the dialogue is a little lax for me like harley's like 
who are you? I don't know you. What are you doing? I don't like that. Like, who are you? I don't what know. What is anything. that? It's like, who are you? Yeah. Like, that? it's like a little silly. Deadshot's like, oh, you one of them deaf hoes. Uh, d- d- shut up. Come on. That's yeah. weird in any way. Like, I understand the, the comedic aspect of it and you're Will Smith. Cool. Funny. Yeah. Get it. But then again, like. I mean, I no. laughed. And it's, I'm it's sure still better than I, the pee jokes in all these <laughs> movies, but. <laughs> there are pee jokes in this? No, in, in the there's a pee joke in um, Aquaman. Aquaman. There's a pee joke in Shazam. I don't know. They seem to like pee jokes. <laughs> they seem to be jokes. Insert joke here. That's yeah. what it says in, in the insert script. Insert pee joke. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, it is. Uh, it is. So a it's better. So so that line is better than the pee jokes. But but yeah, you know, it's sort of like. But I didn't have a problem with it. I I, I didn't. Because it's one of, yeah, of how the character is portrayed. It's one of those things where it is, again, going back to, hey, we're putting this joke in here because we know it's going to work. We know people are going to hear Will Smith say, oh, you're one of them deaf hoes. And when everyone goes, yeah. Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah, I remember Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> <laughs> it's Uncle like, I mean, Phil. I've never heard of these deaf hoes before. I don't know if they exist. I've, he might have made that up. <laughs> Very clever, Will Smith. Never would have, never would have made that happen. Um, it's yeah, it's it's just one of those things that works. It's it's funny, you know. It's like, it oh, you're one of laugh. those deaf oh, hoes. You're one of the deaf hoes, and never, yeah, it's, it's just. I've only heard tales about you. <laughs> you guys are the stuff of legend. Mm-hmm. Forget the enchantress and the incubus in Midway City. The deaf hoes. Whoa. Look at the Amazons. Have you guys seen these deaf hoes? Oh my god! It's just rough. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's like out of nowhere. It, it's what, maybe that's what got me. It's like oh man, and we laugh because it's it's crude. It's like you know, it's just. I I laugh because of his delivery, how casual it was. Yeah, it's and that's that's what Will Smith brings to the table. Right. Is like, you know, it's the Men in Black. You exactly, know, yeah. Will Smith. It's like it's it's seeing that that we were okay with it. Um, had it been anyone else saying that, we probably would have been even more like, "Yeah, I don't know." Excuse me, I don't know about that one, Chief. Yeah, <laughs> but well, because it's Will Smith, certainly okay would have wouldn't have worked if it was a white dude. Uh, wouldn't have worked. If it was Rick Flag. Exactly. <laughs> I can tell you that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's one of those things, and it, and it helps define, you know, the who we have in this film, which is Will Smith playing Deadshot. So, sure. of course, yeah, it works. They want to have that Will Smith yeah. personality. They mm-hmm. paid for Will Smith. They got to get exactly. Will Smith. Mm-hmm. You know, if they got Jackie Chan to play some character in the DC Universe, they'd want him to be Jackie Chan playing that character. You but, know? but see, it's not that line is not even out of character because all throughout the movie, he's talking like that. So it, it, mm-hmm. it works. You know, it fits. Like, yeah. like during that whole scene where he shoots up the shooting range and then he's talking you know you guys remember in donald justice when ben affleck plays ben affleck as bruce wayne when he says i like those shoes yeah that was like mm. oh that, oh you're getting ben okay that, that's ben affleck <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time you got ben affleck and it was because he could he could be a different character yeah so it was a great exercise of you know, breaking out of that. God, I love that part. <laughs> it's a good part. <laughs> um, almost, almost like a Boston accent coming through. Yeah, yeah. 
Boston, if, if only. The Boston, Boston Batman. <laughs> if only. Boston Batman. Hey, Joker. Um, hey, Joker. Oh, speaking of Joker, we got Mr. J in here and, and Joker's girlfriend. <laughs> Joker's girlfriend. Don't yeah. forget about Joker's girlfriend. Gosh. <laughs> we have a scene um, with uh, some more exposition between the conversation that Mr. J and Ike Barinholtz's Keith Griggs had earlier in last week's minutes where, you know, he's now Joker's best friend, right? And so he's handing a phone who could not belong to anyone else besides the Joker. He hands him this purple phone with like all kinds of bedazzlement on it to Harley Quinn. It's very super obvious that you have this and no one's taking it away con- from him. Contraband. No one's like, yo, dude, whoa, whoa, hang on. Where'd you get You that? see her strapped to this chair, like to the nines, and you're just going to give her a phone and think no one's going to notice? Give her this LG sidekick to like just hold on to kind of thing. Um, but yeah, it, you know, it, I get it. But I'm just, you know, it's... There could have been a better opportunity right, to give yeah, her this definitely. phone. I, I don't think it... It's just, it's a little, was it supposed to go unnoticed? Well, <laughs> were you, were we, are we not supposed to analyze it minute by minute? Well, I think <laughs> this goes back to, hey, remember to pay attention to this part, remember? Yeah. So we're having like this, oh, we're going to get ready to see Suicide Squad do their thing. But hey, don't forget, Joker is in this film <laughs> yeah. and he's going to show up and he's going to do Joker things. And like, and it's like, uh, what are you doing here, bro? Like. Don't forget Joker's here. Don't forget that this is a Joker film. It's like, um, okay, I didn't care, but now I do, I guess. <laughs> um, I don't know. If one, you know, with all the things that we edit out in this film, why why is this a thing? So, see, if they had not gone for a whole montage thing with the the licensed music, you know, he could have given it to her as they were taking her away from her cage. Mm-hmm. And that would have made that would have maybe flowed better, but I feel like they added this scene of them taking them to the airplane just for that. It was kind of it doesn't make sense to have a whole scene, a whole shot just for one small purpose. I don't know why. I mean, so now I'm just uh, yeah, and now I'm just taking apart the film because I'm just trying to think of it, but it's like. You you let her get the bomb in her neck. Maybe you should have like, hey, I were I'm like Joker's best friend now. I'm I you know I got my my hands are tied here. Uh, maybe I can weasel her out of not having the bomb in her neck and nobody knows about it. So and like that's our secret and maybe play. I don't into think that. I don't think you could avoid the bomb thing. I mean, like it's later, just the phone is too obvious. Yeah, later in the film they diffuse the app so they can't blow up her neck Mm -hmm. but like maybe that could have been a thing where it's like they hit the button to blow up her neck but it's never in her neck so she couldn't i don't know if he was necessarily in a position where he could have avoided it i don't think well number one i don't think he was that high up in the prison system and number two i don't even think it was the prison uh guards that eventually took them out and, and injected the the bombs. I think that was the task force X people. 
the Argus people. I mean, yeah, but then why then why make this guy Joker's best friend just because it's Ike Barinholtz and he's got to be a, a more prominent character? It's like, shouldn't he have the the pool? Shouldn't well, story he have the wise, he does it because J- Joker has the leverage on him. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, he could have leverage on anyone, but so it's like. Don't worry about stopping the bomb being put in her neck. Just make sure she gets the cell phone. Well, because Joker doesn't know about the bomb yet. He doesn't know about the Suicide Squad. He just knows that she's being held there. So, And he knows that this guy works there. So he wants him to smuggle the phone in. But he doesn't discover... Well, then again, right after this, he does... Yeah, because what I'm thinking is like, don't worry about the bomb being put in her neck. Just give her the phone, and then with the phone, she can text, hey, hey, Mr. J, I got a bomb in my neck. Like, Isn't that what she does? Yeah, maybe that's how he finds out. I think that's what she does. Because I was thinking about the same thing. I was like, wait, I'm pretty sure she like texts him, bomb in my neck. Or, <laughs> hey, hon, bomb's in my neck. Yeah. <laughs> Please find out way to get rid of bomb. Mm-hmm. Love, K-bye. Yeah. We'll yeah, to, I mean, we'll have to, this we'll scene with uh, the, the scene of Joker going in and shooting up the place that you don't know how much time has passed since she got the phone. You know, even though it's the next scene, that doesn't necessarily mean it's happening at the right at that time. Yeah, mm-hmm. it could have happened before or after. We'll have to we'll, we'll, we'll take a look. Well, as we go into uh, week nine, we'll take a look. Um, but uh I think that's it. I mean, uh, are we? Is there anything else that happens? I'm I'm all tapped out. Alex, is there anything you might wanted to add? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we feel you. We feel you, <laughs> Alex. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thanks it's been an absolute me. blast. Yeah, I definitely. think uh, I think we might get some flack for this week, if not this whole Good. season. I mean, I uh, but here's the mail. thing it's like if you love Suicide Squad um, I think I've asked this question before but I've never gotten an answer but if you're listening to this and you do love Suicide Squad we really do want to hear your thoughts we want to get guests on the show that do absolutely love this film despite you know what we might have said or you know you know even if maybe Maybe you don't like Dawn of Justice. Maybe you like this film more than Dawn of Justice or Man of Steel or Wonder oh, Woman. Like, if you, if that is where you're coming from, we I, lost him. We lost Alex. I've, <laughs> I've heard, I've heard people out there that they like this film more than Wonder Woman. If that's true, I want to hear it. I want to hear why. I want to know. Like, this is a very open floor. Like, I totally expected Alex to like this film. Turns out he didn't, and it's just been. A hilarious ride this whole week but yeah hit us all hit us up at dceu minute the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society let us know what you think about today's episode or any sh- any episode you're catching up on um and yeah we'll catch you guys tomorrow or monday monday, monday. or minute number 41 of suicide squad